Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I Never Told You, production of iHeartRadio. Okay, it is time for another Monday, Manny. Does that a sound like that? Yeah. yeah. Um, I will say in doing this outline, I may have misspelled Monday and put Monday. Oh, which that's is a very southern thing. It's very southern. This is exactly how my mother would say it. So every, you know, I feel very, very much in tune with Mother's Day. I think I feel like I was thinking about my mother, not necessarily about this topic per se, but you know, just in pronunciation. It was in the back of my head. That's that's what I want to blame it on. So how did you spell it? Is that like a D E Y situation? No, I just left out the A altogether. Oh, <laughs> no way. <A>, just Monday. <laughs> Monday. Okay. Okay. There's no A. There's no A in existence. Uh, but today we are talking about Title Nine in the U.S. So a quick trigger warning: we are going to talk a little bit about sexual assault and rape, but we're not talking specific. So even though there's no actual examples that we're going to talk about. It is very frustrating of a topic, I think, especially right now. So I did want to let you guys know, it is like, I think most of our stuff, Monday Minis, has been a little more serious Mm -hmm. uh, than um, some of the other things that we talk about. But, and this one is a little more on the nose about what's happening in the U.S. today. So we want to do a quick review on what is happening, again, with Title IX. Yes, and we wanted to start with What is it? Um, According to the Department of Justice under the Office of Civil Rights Division, Title IX was signed on June 23rd, 1972 as the Title IX of the Education Amendments of 1972, which is a comprehensive federal law that prohibits discrimination on the basis of sex in any federally funded education program or activity. It was originally focused on athletics, financial aid, and admissions. But of course, it has expanded since then to deal with issues concerning sexual harassment and sexual violence. And later, it included transgender rights and pregnant women. So Title IX has over 20 amendments under it, which has also been expanded to uh, sexual misconduct and violence against women. And a couple of amendments to know, the first one would be the Clary Act created after the rape and murder of Jean Cleary and was signed in 1990 and requires public and private colleges and universities to disclose information about certain crimes that occur on or near a campus. Um, The act applies to all colleges and universities that receive any federal funding, including student financial aid. Yeah, and I remember I went to um, Georgia Tech, the Georgia Institute of Technology, Mm -hmm. And at the time, it kind of bordered a uh, an area that where a lot of college students lived because it was cheap, but a lot of crime happened in that area. And I just remember like walking on that stretch of 10th Street and like, I swear, almost every time I was walking down it alone at night, I would get a text. The school would text us like this had taken place Oh wow! on the street. And it was just so <laughs> upsetting and That's frightening. Unnerving. Yeah. Right. right. Um, There's also the Campus Save Act or the Campus Sexual Violence Elimination Act, which was created in 2013 under the Obama administration. It is an update to the Clary Act that requires more transparency in terms of reporting, response, prevention, education requirements around sexual violence, domestic violence, and stalking. 
Right. So while we're talking about this, we do want to give a little history of what happened under the Obama administration. And again, this is there's a lot of things that happened. And we know a lot of uh, controversy had happened and a lot of incidents that have happened on school campuses. So in 2011, the Obama administration sent out a Dear Colleague letter. It opens up some clear communication for whomever it's addressed to. So the Dear Colleague letter was specific to the Department of Education or Education Department, ED, sending out guidelines to explain that the requirements of Title IX and how to cover sexual violence and to remind schools of their responsibilities to take immediate and effective steps to respond to sexual violence in accordance with the requirements of Title IX. The DCL also gave specific guidelines and requirements for Title IX and how they relate to sexual violence, such as the requirements to publish a policy against sex discrimination, designate a Title IX coordinator, and adopt and publish grievance procedures. It also discusses proactive efforts for schools to take to prevent sexual violence. In 2014, as a part of the White House's It's On Us campaign to end sexual assault on college campuses, President Barack Obama described sexual assault as, quote, an affront to our basic decency and humanity. And the White House Task Force to Protect Students from Sexual Assault issued guidelines to colleges to combat rape. In response to similar federal guidelines and incidents on campuses, some colleges and universities have established Title IX offices focused on education, training, and compliance around sexual assault, as well as on the investigation and enforcement of sexual misconduct claims. And just for your information, It's On Us campaign is still around um, and is a nonprofit that works to bring awareness and sexual assault prevention. And it was created as a part of the amendments of Title IX. So these are some things to keep in the back of your mind. There are also conversations where there was a dispute saying that it was too heavy leaning for uh, victims and survivors and not for the accused. So just a reminder. But what is happening now? With the turn of the administration in 2017, Secretary of Education Betsy DeVos quickly began making changes stating, quote, the truth is that the system established by the prior administration has failed too many students. Survivors, victims of a lack of due process, and campus administrators have all told me that current approach does a disservice to everyone involved. So again, it came in with how do we protect our boys? She did actually say that comment. Um, yeah. And there was a conversation that it was too heavy leading on victims and did not afford due process. At the same time, during the initial rollbacks of Title IX and the DCL, Senator Patty Murray stated, Secretary DeVos decided today to continue a pattern of undermining survivors' rights, once again showing a clear lack of understanding or empathy for the millions of students who have experienced sexual violence on campus. Let's be clear, Secretary DeVos just made an open invitation to colleges to once again sweep this national epidemic under the rug which has been a big fear for many of those who advocated for the rights of student victims of sexual assault and violence. So with Davos being the new secretary and with, at that point in time, the new Trump administration, the Justice Department and Education Department reversed the transgender rights guidelines in regards to restrooms and following the guidelines in their gender identity. So she quickly came in and said, this is not okay for, uh, this is not okay to require schools to provide such access because it does a disservice to whomever else is there, uh, which was a big conversation of why. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and since her initial appointment, Secretary DeVos has been busy 
and as of last week, has rolled out her new Title IX plan. Um, she has reversed over 20 of Obama-era guidelines that she's been appointed um, for Title IX in regards to sexual abuse and violence in education, has made guidelines which could be difficult to reverse even with her no longer as part of the administration. Right, and some examples of the changes which will go into effect August of this year include narrowing the definition of sexual harassment as, quote, a school employee conditioning education benefits on participation in unwelcome sexual conduct or unwelcome conduct that a reasonable person would determine is so severe, pervasive, and objectively offensive that it effectively denies a person equal access to the school's education program or activity or sexual assault, dating violence, domestic violence, and stalking. Which changed from the phrase, quote, severe or pervasive. Again, as said above, not only narrows, but must be more severe with the intent of, quote, objectively offensive. As Jenny Sue Kearson in The New Yorker states, quote, a rape could be severe but not pervasive, and a compliment of one's appearance isn't necessarily severe or objectively offensive, but may be pervasive if repeated enough times and certainly could create a hostile environment, which shows the problem with the definition itself. Right. And another change would be the overall process of the hearings with the allowance of hearings and cross-examinations by third party. Again, with the option of doing it via video conferencing. And this is her rationale in saying this is how we're going to protect the victims by not putting them in the same room, um, which has been seen as part of the due process for the accusers, but again, also a threat to intimidate the victims. And those are only a couple of changes. And at this time, the National Women's Law Center will be suing the educational department in regards to these new policies. Right. And to put this disclaimer in at the end of it, I guess I could put it at the beginning. um, This is a (laughs) continuous subject and has been through a lot of changes and rewrites and a lot of overall debate. And honestly... Oh, I spent a lot of time researching, trying to narrow down the problematic portions as well as um, some of the issues that was there beforehand. But there is a lot. And we will come back to do a more thorough look, especially as it ties to women in school athletics, which we didn't really talk about. And we should talk about because we know just now the Women's uh, National Soccer League was denied the equal pay, which is absurd. (laughs) (laughs) in Mm -hmm. itself. And this has to be another conversation. Um, And then also, we wanted to talk about the overall standard of the Equal Employment Opportunity Commissions and how their definition of sexual harassment is actually different and more aligned with the old school Obama era definitions. And that's kind of this whole relay of, so how does this go in hand in hand when victims come out of the schools to go into the workforce? What, how does this affect and will it affect things like equal opportunity in the workplace. There's a lot of conversations about apologists, and we know with the hearing, Kavanaugh hearing, there was a lot of debate on the boys will be boys antics and whether or not we're rolling back into that mindset or allowing that mindset to prevail on school campuses. Um, But we wanted to go ahead and alert you some of the changes and what to look for. Yeah, um, and maybe to add on to that, I actually don't know what the day is, but it's May 11th or 12th. 12th. So, May 12th. <laughs> okay, the so 12th as we record this. Uh, so if, if you, when you hear this, you're like, what? Um, that's, that's when we're putting this together. 
And as we watch the continued battles over what will be happening when it comes to Title IX within the educational system, there are a lot of concerns on on what is happening and who is being heard. And of course, we know a chunk of the standards behind these changes are due to federal funding and who is given what and who is given how much. It is important to continue to watch these developments and make sure we know who is being affected. So that was very, very condensed, condensed version of what is happening. Um, Like I said, these two key components were something that people are really um, concerned about, especially because as the administration rolls out all of these new standards and if they put it into specifics where these changes cannot be easily changed and or reversed, this is going to be a long haul in this conversation. And we also want to see what happens with the lawsuits against uh, the Department of Education in itself. But as always, if we have mistakenly said something wrong, please let us know. We would definitely love to correct that because there was a lot of stuff out there, a lot of concerns, a lot of op-eds, a lot of editorials (laughs) that were out there (laughs) that we were trying to decipher through. But again, about how it's going to affect generations to come as well as women and those who identify as female. And we know, again, many uh, attacks are happening against the transgender community through these rollbacks, essentially. And we need to make sure that we are advocating in every way we can for equal opportunity and equal rights. Yes, yes. Um, So we'll be keeping an eye on that and we'll certainly come back and revisit it in a full episode. But in the meantime, if you have any suggestions for what we should cover in any of these Monday minis or our full episodes, please let us know. You can email us at stuffmediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at Stuff I'm Never Told You. Thank as always to our super producers, Andrew Howard and JJ Posway. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I'm Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. <laughs> 